Welcome to our worship. It's good to see you all this morning, whether you're here in person or joining us online. It's just so good uh, to share together. Can I just remind people that um, of the COVID restrictions that it's still a one metre distancing area. So if you're with someone from another household, please uh, make sure that you stay apart and we need to keep our masks on and doors uh, open for ventilation and if you've not already done so please make sure that you've given your details at the front door for test and protect it's just to keep us all safe um, this is the first time that the minibus has been on for quite a long time so uh, it's lovely to welcome people back that haven't been able to to come for for a long time uh, we do need some more help with the minibus if we urgently need more drivers and helpers and if that's something you can help with please uh, speak to Margaret. Uh, we also need help with cleaning if you can do that please speak to Eleanor Dunsmore and any property matters that you could help with if you could speak to Shona we'd be very grateful. Anything else you think you can help with uh, it would be good. There'll be tea and coffee after the service today, so please do stay behind for some fellowship. Thank you. Good morning. It's lovely to see you all here. Just a wee note for those who are watching at home. We're going to use candles later on in the service, and so if you want to go now and grab a candle while we all say good morning to one another and something to light it with, then that's probably the best time to do it. So why don't you turn around to those who are around about you, say good morning to them if you recognise them. If you don't recognise them, introduce yourself to them. And if it's their first time back in church, say it's lovely to see you. There we are. A wee burst of noise there as everybody said good morning. It's lovely to see so many folks. And it, you know, it's lovely to see, I think I'm saying this each week just now because each week different people are beginning to return. And so it's lovely to see those who are returning back in church, just as it's lovely to see all those who have been here all along. Um, and it's good to know that you're feeling safe enough and that we are, we are giving you enough confidence to come back and to worship with us. So it's great to have you in church. Our call to worship is up on the screen. And I invite you to say the words in gold. I will praise God in every moment. Through my words and actions. Whenever the poor and humble hear of his greatness. Come and lift up God's name with me. Let's worship God. Let's sing. Come, now is the time to worship. And, oh, do you know what? I'm looking at my order of service thinking, that's weird. I've got everything in the wrong order, haven't I? Because I've put um, the call to worship under the prayer. But never mind, that's why I'm confused. Did I confuse you as well, Barry? You knew what you were doing. See, it's just me. <laughs> 
You can get the staff. See, it's just the minister you can't get. <laughs> Let's stand and sing. Come, now is the time to worship. Come before God in prayer, shall we? Let's pray. Father, we come, just as we are, to bow before you 
and worship. Drawn here, each one of us, by your love, by your grace, by your mercy and compassion, through faith. And each one of us comes to give you thanks and to praise you. To praise you for the wonder of who you are. Almighty God, made known to us in Christ, dwelling with us always in spirit. We see your work in the, wor- in the world around us, in the beauty of creation, in the wonderful sunsets that we've had this week, in the howl of the wind last night. Refreshing as yesterday's rain, new as this morning's sun. Made known to us in the love of those around us. Family and friends, near and far. In their care, in their love, in their companionship. And for all of these things, Lord, we give you thanks and we praise you. We see your hand at work in our lives. And we give you thanks for the good things that happen to us. And we ask for your help and for your strength in the moments when we struggle. And we give you thanks and praise, Lord, that in all of the moments of our life, you are there. Yesterday, today and tomorrow, always the same. Eternal and faithful. Lord, we come into this space, into this moment, into this time and place, just as we are, to worship. And as we come, we become so aware of the burdens that we carry, the things that we've done that make us feel unworthy in your presence. Lord, help us to take off that cloak of shame. Lift it from our shoulders as we confess now the things that we've done this week, the thoughts that we've had, the words that we've said, The angry moments, the frustration with someone, the impatience. Let's give it to you, Lord, in the quiet. Father, as we do, may we sense the fresh cloak that you clothe us with. May we sense your forgiveness filling up the space that is now lighter with all that other stuff removed. May it gladden our step, may it lighten our spirit. May your love well up within us and the wonder of it overflow from us 
so that all around us might see us transformed by you. And Lord, when they ask us how we are or what's happened that we are transformed, may we find the words to share the difference that you make in our lives. May our lives bear witness to you in all that we are, in all that we see, in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Anybody get any news? It's a while since we've seen some of you, so there's maybe some news to catch up on. I'm suddenly aware that we've not done news time for a few weeks, because I keep forgetting about it. So, anybody got any news? Oops, having problems with my microphones this morning. Here we are. Take specs off because they steam up when the mask is on, but then I can't see. Morning. I'm a great granny again. Oh, lovely. To a little girl called Rosie, who seems to be perfection because she sleeps all the time. <gasps> when she's not sleeping, she's eating. Oh, wow. What more can you ask for? <laughs> lovely. So, Rosie, that's absolutely delightful. Yes. Oh, Esme just has fallen in love with her little sister. So Long may that continue. <laughs> It may not last, but we'll enjoy it while it happens. Oh, that's lovely. We'll pass on our good wishes to, um, I've forgotten the name of your, Amy Amy. and her husband, is it Dale? Dale. Um, And I hope that they're all, that 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 good relationship between Esme and Rosie (laughs) continues. (laughs) That's lovely news. Congratulations. Anybody else got some news? That's some nice news to start us off. There we are. Was it the Men of Faith group that restarted yesterday? It's been off for a year and a half because of the COVID. Uh-huh. So it restarted at, at uh, Craig Mealan Church. Good, so that's Men of Faith, Saturday morning, Saturday morning. Craig Mealan Church. First Saturday of every month. For, so the first Saturday of the month at Craig Mealan, and that's up and running again for any of the men in the congregation who want to go along and enjoy some fellowship and encouragement. Great. Any other news? Oh, you're a quiet bunch this morning. You, do you know, you'll tell me on the way out the door. I know you will. Or you'll, t- you'll tell your friends on the way down your, the street. Don't, I don't know if I've got any news. I don't think I have, actually. Um, university life in Aberdeen seems to be going well, although COVID struck last week. But he seems to be on the mend, so that's good. And he's coming home next weekend for his 18th birthday. So that'll be lovely. I'm looking forward to seeing Finlay. Um, and Reese has got a new, he's got a flat and is moving into that next weekend. So that's all the big news in our family. So I'm a bit kind of like, oh, oh no. They're moving. Oh, see, mask steaming up. Take the mask off. Um, life changes and moving on. Never stays still and there's never a dull moment. But November for me always seems like a time of remembering. Maybe it's stirred by, you know, kicking the falling leaves and by that earthy, damp, frosty smell that seems to go alongside my childhood memories of that rhyme, remember, remember the 5th of uh, November. Or perhaps it's got to do with remembering Sunday next week in the middle of it. Or perhaps because in my family growing up, it was a month of anniversaries and birthdays. And even now, 
Although the birthdays and anniversaries of my grandparents are only memories, there's a new generation of the family with birthdays this month. It was my nephew's birthday on Friday. It's Finley's birthday on Saturday. And other friends have birthdays this week. And so for me, it's always seemed like a time of remembering. But there's a long tradition of remembering at this time of year. The early church and some traditions today would have celebrated All Saints Day on the 1st of November when they would have remembered the faithful departed, those people of faith who had died during the year or given thanks for the life of the saints, these people who over the years had been a great Christian witness and had lived their lives in the way of Jesus, loving and courageously. So this morning, I'm going to ask you a question. I'll need to put my mask back on again. Who are the Christians, past or present, whom you look up to? Who give you a great example of how to live your Christian faith? Could be famous people, anybody. Who are the Christians that you look up to in life today, past or present? Have a think and then turn to your neighbour. I thought, why is it so quiet? I'm not given the next bit of the instructions. Have a think and then turn to your neighbour and tell them. So what do you think then? Who are the people who you think give you a great example of Christian life or faith? Mother Teresa. Anybody else? Yeah, Mother Teresa is one of mine. Your mum and dad. Your mum and dad, your parents, yeah. Your granny. Yeah. Yeah. Granny, yeah, were you going to say something? Oh, lovely. Thank you. Anybody, so anybody else that inspires you in your Christian faith? Right, I'll come round to Pamela. I shouldn't have run in these shoes. I nearly went over my ankle earlier on. I won't do it. 
were just discussing, Saint, people in this congregation. People in the congregation, yes. Yeah, so people here today, fantastic. Anybody else? You're all too quiet this morning. Come on, there's lots of murmurs. Nobody willing to shout out. Billy Graham. Margaret. moderator Martin Fair. Martin Fair? Yeah. Yep, the previous moderator. He posted on the line and they were very inspirational. Okay, great. Anybody else? Yeah, so lots of different examples of people there. Um, ministers, preachers, Mother Teresa, people in our own family life, people in our congregation. So a whole swathe of different People who over the years have inspired us in our faith. Let's hear our reading this morning from Hebrews. Let's hear God's work, God's word as Kerry reads it for us. Morning. This morning's reading is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 17 through to 34. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead, and figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions about his bones. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be ill-treated with the people of God, rather than enjoy the pleasure of sin for a short time. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt, because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land and when the Egyptians tried to do so they were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell after the people marched around them for seven days. By faith the prostitute Rahab because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what more shall I say? 
I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in the battle and routed foreign armies. Amen. And please add your blessing to this reading from your Holy Word. Thanks, Kerry. <clears throat> that whole chapter of Hebrews, right from the very um, start of the chapter, talks about this great cloud of witnesses, the giants of faith from the pages of Scripture. It talks about how their acts of faith and courage have helped their people. And we pick the chapter up today from the mention of Abraham, but it then goes on through Isaac, Esau, Jacob, to Joseph, Moses, the Israelites led by Joshua, and mentions Caleb, Rahab, Gideon, Barak, Samson, David, and Samuel, among others. All of the people whose stories we probably remember best from our childhood days in Sunday school. Ordinary people throughout the pages of scripture who followed God's call on their lives despite the difficulties and challenges and who were instrumental in the story of their people. People who couldn't have done it on their own strength, from parting the Red Sea to toppling the walls of Jericho to slaying giants with a single stone from their slingshot, but who pointed towards God working within them at every opportunity. Why does the writer to the Hebrews list all of these greats? Well, further on from where we read today, we find at the beginning of chapter 12 that the writer says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes upon Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Faith doesn't mean that the difficult things of life pass us by, as you and I both know, the darker and challenging times in life still come. But what the author to the letter to the Hebrews encourages his readers with are that there is this wonderful arena of, the, of unseen others who have gone on before us, showing us the way, watching us and cheering us on and encouraging us in this race called life and witnessing to the work that God can do and does do and will do as we follow in the way of Jesus, as we fix our eyes on Jesus and keep him in front of us. We're not alone. We can learn from those who have gone before and take heart and keep our eyes fixed on Jesus even the example of Jesus himself, 
the suffering that he endured and the way in which he laid down his life for the life of others, for us. The love that he had and made known in his actions. But as we've already said this morning, it's not just those giants of scripture though, is it? And it's not just those famous Christians that we spoke about either. I'm so aware sometimes as I stand here and lead worship, and particularly if I'm in here on my own and it's quiet and empty, well, actually, it's not empty. I'm so aware sometimes of the prayers of others contained in these stones who have gone on before us, of the countless others who have sat in these pews over the years and lived out their faith teaching others about the love of God by their loving actions and their words towards others. And each one of us will have people, individuals in our own lives, some of you named them earlier, who have either introduced us to faith in the beginning or who encouraged us in our faith either in days gone by or today. I think I've said before that for me it was my gran. And Scripture Union and then a minister and a youth leader called Fiona who encouraged me. I think I've told you before of the story how after returning home after SU camp and starting going to church, um, I'd become a Christian at SU camp at 14, my gran, who was a a woman of great faith, asked me if I prayed. And I said yes, because I knew everything, of course. Um, But it was a lie. I had never prayed in my life. I didn't even know how to pray. And consumed with guilt at having lied to her and said, yes, I did pray, I started praying. And although I'd become a Christian, I always think it's that moment, those early prayers where actually my relationship with God began. And it would never have, well, you know, my gran was instrumental in that. Who in your life, think about it, who in your life told you about Jesus? Who was instrumental in you becoming a Christian and having faith? Maybe it was a parent, a Sunday school teacher, an older sibling, a grandparent or another family member. Maybe it was a family friend or somebody at church. Take a moment. Think about that person. Give God thanks for them and for all those who encourage you in your walk of faith today. And if you would like to, either on the side communion tables or on the front table here, there are candles. And if you want to, I invite you to come out and try and keep some space. I would suggest that those on either that side of the pipes go to the side aisles and those on this side of the pipes come to the middle. And there are more candles if needed. And there's boxes of matches at each one. There's also a tub of sanitizer at each area. So once you've lit the candle sanitize your hands and then go back to your seat. And we're doing it in that order because obviously it's got alcohol in it and I don't want you striking matches with alcohol in your hands. <laughs> don't fancy that one in an accident report. Um, so yeah, I invite you to come out and to light a candle and if you want to say the, the person's name as you do and then just go back to your seat and Barry's going to play some music for us while we do. So who is it that you want to give thanks for for the faith that you have today?
Let's pray. Father, you came as the light to the world. And we thank you for each one of those represented by the lit, the, the lit lights here in the sanctuary. We thank you for the parents, for the grandparents, for the Sunday school teachers, for the friends, for the youth group leaders, for the ministers, for all those who are represented here lit. We thank you for the way in which they have been a light on our path to you. And we pray, Lord, that you would use us also as lights to others, lighting the way so that others may see you in us. Be the light within us this day and always, we pray. Amen. Let's stand and sing. We have a story to tell to the nations. Last verse, we've a
Maybe not the easiest of ones to sing without accompaniment here in church, but never mind, that was my fault for choosing the hymn. And it's maybe, did you know it? Yeah. Yeah, yes and a no coming out there, okay. So some of you know it and some of you don't. This is where it was always handy to have Fraser who would email me back and say, they didn't know that one. <laughs> you don't get that now. <laughs> um, let's come before, oh, I forgot to collect the offering, see? Can you get the staff at all this morning? Give me two minutes, Ruth. I've got my mask on either. Thank you. Let's come before God with our prayers for our world. Father, we come this morning and we offer ourselves together with our money. We bring our talents and our time. In thanks to you for your graciousness, for your love and your mercy towards us. Asking that they might be used in the work of your kingdom. Building it up and shedding light into the darkness for others. Lord, don't just use our money, but use our lives. For this world of ours is crying out in need. We pray for those who are hungry this morning, or cold, without the means to either feed that hunger and sate it, or heat their homes adequately. Lord, we pray for justice. For a fair minimum wage so that people might be able to afford to live. So that people might be able to afford the most basic luxury of food and shelter and warmth. We pray for those in refugee camps. We pray for those who live in fear because of war or violence. And we pray that they too might know peace and the justice of home and shelter, warmth and food. We pray for those who have to walk miles to fetch clean water or just water. For the hours that it takes to boil it to make it clean. And we pray for justice. That earth's resources might be shared fairly among all nations and all people. We pray for our leaders. Still 
debating and deliberating at COP26 in Glasgow. We give thanks for the decisions that have been made this week to lower emissions. But Lord, more work still needs to be done in order to secure life on our planet. And we pray, Lord, that those who are there might hear the cries of all people across our world. We pray for governments that they would seek to know your will and that they would put the well-being of all people before wealth. And Father, closer to home, each of us know people who are ill, either at home or in hospital, who are awaiting tests or the results of tests, who are worried about health or the health of a loved one, or who are mourning the loss of someone dear. Lord, we pray, we lift these people to you. We name them before you. And we ask for whatever it is that they need. In the knowledge and in the faith that you hear our prayers, and that those prayers are answered. And we pray for ourselves, for the things that we need, for the things that we worry about, Enable us and encourage us, Lord, to hand these burdens over to you. And to leave them with you. In the knowledge that you are working in our lives and in these situations. Enable us to trust the future of them with you. And to know that you have our best interests at heart. Father, hear us as together we say the words that Jesus taught us to say. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let's stand together and sing our final hymn, To God Be the Glory.
go from this place with the memory of that faith lit by others within you to be the light for the world outside. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit rest upon you, remain with you and light your way always, now and forevermore. Amen. sent his son they called him Jesus he came to love heal and forgive he lived and died to buy my pardon an empty grave is there to prove my savior lives because he lived I can face tomorrow Because he lives All fear is gone Because I know He holds the future And life is worth the living Just because he lives
Because he lives mm. 